Hello and welcome to The Secret Adventures of Black People. I'm your host, Nicole Hill. It was a cold, sunny December day in 2019 on the streets of London. I've been there for almost a week, investigating. I've gone to black theater productions, ate at black-owned restaurants, walked around black neighborhoods, visited black history exhibits at museums and libraries, in part because I wanted to support my people, but also I wanted to find the answer to a question that had recently become quite important to me. Were these my people? It's a little Pollyannish to wonder about, but I wanted to see if they're black. Like the British black felt the same as my black, you know, the American kind. I mean, we have very different histories, and being raised in America has made me embarrassingly unaware of theirs. Plus, we did make Idris Elba talk in an American accent for all that time, so maybe they feel some type of way about it. I'm at the Museum of London at the Docklands in front of this exhibit on the Windrush generation. The Windrush keeps coming up on this trip. I like that word, Windrush. This exhibit tells the story of how between 1948 and 1971, all these black people from the Caribbean were recruited to come to the UK to help fill labor shortages after World War II. And the British government was like, all y'all come through, everybody's British, kids, you travel on your parents' passports, now you're British, we don't care. And legend has it that that is how London became the multicultural city it is today, and it was all love all the time, the end. But 50 or 60 years later, Theresa May and her crew went to the children of the Windrush generation, who are now senior citizens, and said, oh, you don't have a passport? Then you're not British, and you can get out. And they start deporting and detaining and denying benefits and jobs and housing to all these old black folks. The immigration part of things feels foreign, but all that injustice, that checks out. I look around the exhibit, and everyone within reach is white, and I'm not talking to them about this. And then, as if on cue, the crowds part, and I see this beautiful black woman walking towards me. Well, she's walking in a direction that is not away from me, so I pounce. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I can talk a little, I mean, I know a tiny bit, but I can tell you, I can say little bits if you want. It's so helpful to me. Yeah. All of it. But I just came from the third floor. I went there and it was just like. Yeah, it's shocking. Blown away. Yeah. There's, I didn't know, I never heard of Chris. Creos. Creos, yeah. People. Never heard of that. Oh my God. Yeah, you, again, there's so much yeah. subcultures within the African diaspora. It's not just Afro-Caribbean or, where do you from? Are you American? Yeah. So, you know, like American as well, you have your history or Canada or even Latin America. So there's a huge diaspora of black people. Already bringing in the diaspora element of things. I like it, I like it. I still wanna play it cool though. So I think, let's start off easy. Maybe let's chat about this Windrush exhibit we're standing in front of. Us, how, 
in London became like uh, multicultural. Yeah, and the wind rush was wind just rush like symbolic. But there must have been black people here already, or that they was were, the first big. I think this was a big one because there were 500 of them that came, but there were black people that came way before. Yeah, there's black people always here. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But I think this was a big chunk. Yeah, yeah. Because they came from that wind rush uh, boat, which is. It's this video. A, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I went to play. I went to see Dick Whittington and his cat. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, oh, yeah. Oh, which I didn't know was a kid's play. I thought I, it was no, like... Oh. I don't even know it. So oh, many okay. kids play like this Paddington is this. But yeah. So many, it, it, they did it. They uh, cast all the characters as Jamaican. And so they sang the song and they came over on the wind mm -hmm. rush and they talked about it. But I was like, what is it? And I saw it in some graffiti where it was like, I guess it was talking about them trying to send the wind rush folks back. And the graffiti was like justice for the wind rush generation yes and I was like, what is this yeah and that's what it is because there's so many injustice that came into it because like you're asking people to come to a country and participate and have contributing to the economy but then you're quickly you're quickly going to take up the citizenship and there's a lot of like um fear and ignorance attached to it okay okay i feel like that's enough warming up i'm ready to get into it I grew up in Latin America, so again, I went. I grew up in Argentina, but I'm Congolese, so it's a pretty crazy mix. As I was gonna say, I hear like a little bit of an accent yeah, too. Yeah, like, I got a little bit of an accent. Yeah, there's a way of an accent. But again, over there too, there's a big taboo with with black hood and and the Afro Latin sense of it. Do you know what I mean? And the diaspora yeah. there is another. That's another fish over there. Coming here in the UK was like a big opening because it was like not just a diaspora of African people. You have Afro-Caribbean, you have Afro-Americans, you have Afro-Latinos, you have... And they all have a similar experience as being black outside of Africa. You still have that same experience, that same, you know, that yeah. experience going navigating in the world. Yeah that diaspora element of being an African, but not being in Africa, but having the experience of experiencing racism or injustice or as a woman, you know, injustice as a woman or whatever. It's like that, you know. And trying to figure out who you are. Who you are as well in the world. So it's like, who that's a big one. It's very confusing. Like for me, I'm African-American. In America, I'm just black. But yeah. when I come overseas, it's like, well, I don't really want to say I'm African-American. Because that's ridiculous. Because I don't know anything about Africa. I don't know where in Africa exactly. I'm from. And to me, it's even worse. Because I am African. Right. I know where I'm from, but right. I never lived there. Oh. But then I had the culture at home. My parents are African. Uh -huh. And that happens to a lot of African people. It's, it's really confusing. It's, conf it's a little bit confusing, but then at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say that when you have the experience as a black person outside of Africa, you pretty much have the same experience like any other black person yeah. in the world. Yeah. You yeah. still want to figure out who you are and who, mm -hmm. where you come from. And those, those always pop out because people will always ask you, so where do you come from? Exactly. Where were you really? Like, come really? From? Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. So it's not even about where you come from anymore, it's about where you really uh -huh. come from. I'm here. here. But I'm here. And I'm here. Always trying to sort your, you know, trying to sort your identity, knowing who you are, over and over and over. Yeah. It is wild to me that having the same amount of melanin connects us to this degree. I mean, I could have guessed that we'd be able to feel each other even though we're such different kinds of black, but I just wanted to see for myself. I think I have my answer. 
spot, just for good measure, I have to check on two more topics that always come up in casual conversation with black folks back home. So when you come into the museum, because he was bombed during the war, it was much bigger, uh, but now it's quite small, yeah. and everything has been built, hotels, fancy yeah, offices, it's very yeah. fancy, with all the backbone, wow. to trust. Transatlantic slavery, all of it. Oh my god! Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I walk around. I was like, I'm like, boy, reparations. I mean, <laughs> now, hello, ding, 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 pay us. That's one. At the end of the day, people are borrowing more, borrowing money that they don't have, exactly. exactly buying things it. that we don't need. That's exactly it. Yep. Things are more expensive. So if you know you can't afford a house, but you can borrow money here, right? But it catches up and then catches up exactly and then that create you know creates a whole financial mess and it's not enough jobs and you're stuck into the you know mm -hmm. um, so we i think the world is a revolution for our yeah, like, i don't know where does it start talk of the coming revolution that's two for two case closed yeah, because yeah. my friend spent Christmas with her family in Paris. There was no transport. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. So I was supposed to be there right now, but I met you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>